And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by Pastor and, you know, acquaintance, Jason, uh, friend, I guess I should say, hey. Jason Hayes. We've been doing this show for years now. Yeah, and, we have. And Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And you've always introduced me as friend. Yeah. There's been a few weeks that I've thought, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, right. No, no. We no, do no. throw that term around loosely in today's society. <laughs> that, that is, but that's another, that's like that's a another face, rant. Like right. a Facebook friend? <laughs> yeah, my You're goodness. like, wait a minute. Yeah, I have like a thousand friends. I'm like, yeah. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. No, you don't. That is... Um, Truly, one of the more fascinating things that you and I have discussed in recent days is just, I think, that idea that, like, we, we were talking about reunions yeah. recently, yeah. you know, and like, why why go to a reunion when you feel like you already know everybody? Yeah. You know what they work, you know where yeah. they do, you, you you know where they live, you know How all that How many times have been married? As, we, as, we're, <laughs> as we're thinking through that, how many people do how you How many years think, they spent in prison? Yeah, all, all of those, those things. things, yeah. How many how many people on now you're not on Facebook, but how many people would you wager are friends with others on Facebook simply because they despise them and they want to they want to know just so they can be mad about what they're doing? Oh, there's got there's got to be a portion of it. Yeah, for sure. sure. So so I don't know if you saw, but just this past week, I think it was in Virginia, maybe there was a school board, uh, which of course, you know, this, <laughs> the school the, board meetings as school of late. Board meetings across the they country. They should put those on pay-per-view. They, yeah, truly. Well, yeah, this one uh, is a parent who basically, you know, stands up and says, listen, you've tried to minimize the voice of, of parents. Yep. And so, in fact, she starts by even quoting, I think, oh, yeah. something that was said previously, you know, we want to hear from faculty and we yeah, want to yeah. hear from students and we want to hear from all these people but but no parents yeah. you know and so this parent then stands up and basically says i i would like to like have evidence. Like, like, like evidence yeah, yeah like a like a courtroom yeah uh and and then begins to flip through facebook yeah, pictures. your honor exhibit a yes exactly facebook pictures facebook pictures <laughs> that she has downloaded you know, yeah, of course. that or screenshot, sure. you know, whatever it may be, and and they're just of at least one member <laughs> yeah. that is on the school board. And that member was not happy. That it was not wearing masks yeah. in all these other places, and of course, you know, the idea was all their the kids are having to. to wear masks, and so where's the inconsistency and the and how did that school member respond? Just picked I, up and walked out <laughs> before she walked out. She said, "I need a police officer." <laughs> like, yeah, and the police officer who was. Clearly, probably just kind of like a higher yeah, yeah, like yeah. security didn't really know what to do. No, like kind of got quasi close to her, but then I appreciate that there was actually one of the other board members that was like, "Let her, let her yeah, talk." Let her. Like, yeah. listen, I've had show to show more pictures o- over the years. Yeah. I've had to, you know, get beat up all kinds of different ways. Like, like we're not going to arrest people who, yeah, and 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 what authority does? Arrest them for what? Yeah, well, I for mean, like screenshotting your public pictures, right? I don't, I, and asking, is that you? I just love that she walked out. Oh, and, and in order to walk out, she had to walk right by, by the person that was showing her the picture. Maybe there's more to the story, but what I, I hope, saw, I'm not going to look for more. It didn't feel like I'm not looking for more to the story. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, my dad called me the other day, and he was that, like, "That's to answer your question." I think there's plenty oh, of people sure. that are on Facebook. That are quote unquote friends, and someone's like, yeah. "Oh, look, hey, like this person likes me." Oh no, they're yep. just looking to sabotage you. Back in my back in my argumentative days, debate days on Facebook in the comment sections, uh, a buddy of mine was friends with another guy. I didn't even know who the guy was, 
<clears throat> but every time there was anything posted, it didn't matter what it was, this particular dude would take the other side. Okay. And so if it was a, a you know, whether it would be abortion or or not even political, he would just take the other side okay. and, and get under people's skin. Right. And one day, and I'm fine with that, whatever, that's fine. One day he made a comment that I was like, I'm done. And I, uh, I blocked him. Nice. And he sent me a Facebook message and was like, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm like, no, you're not. That's, That's the not problem. True. And I'm wasting my time. I don't even know. <laughs> I've never met you in person. And I'm, you are ruining my day. I'm letting you ruin my I'm day. I'm not going to And I'm not going to let that anymore. anymore. So and what did you respond to? That's exactly what I told him. I said, you know, I'm done. And, you know, good, uh, good, luck, good luck to you. Uh, I hope you slip on a banana peel. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but my dad called me the other also, day. Is this donkey <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't, I don't think you really slip on a banana peel. <laughs> uh, and, and so my dad called me the other day, and he was talking about, he said, there's a new opinion piece in the Daily Herald, which is the, the newspaper out of Columbia, Tennessee. Okay. I'm not really sure why he gets it. Right. Because he lives in Marshall County, and but whatever. Okay. Okay. Uh, the same reason he gets any newspaper again is to argue and, right. and to because uh, there's also another another opinion uh, person that writes in one of the papers he reads and so he calls me and he just is so angry they don't know anything and they're ignorant and they're this and they're that and they're wanting it. and I'm, I said Daddy why do you read them That's right. Well, I just you know feel like I need to know what's I'm like no, you don't. yeah, but but I don't think you do because <laughs> it's just making you angry. When was the last time you touched a physical newspaper? Oh man, I mean, has it been years? probably? Yeah, probably like physically reading it was right. was college because one of my political science classes required. Listen to this. This is nonsense. Okay, required us to subscribe. To the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. They didn't pay for it. I yeah, had to pay for it. Which is crazy. So I had a stack. They send those out like every day. Yeah. So I had this stack in my, my room. I was like, what am I doing? It's like the worst room Now, I, ever. I do subscribe digitally yeah, to, sure. to some of those. But that's probably the last time I actually... They're really nice newspapers yeah. as far as the... the yeah, I, um, I think maybe I was like on an airplane. Uh, this is pre-COVID. Right. And, you know, there, there some guy like, you know, handed me one or something, you know, somebody next to me that finished his or, I mean, something like that. I could maybe see myself yeah. like grabbing one in an airport. Uh, to look but, at the Black Friday ads? Yeah, possibly <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, what was your go-to... Like when you would when you would read a newspaper back in the day, which oh, the, has Marshall been a long time. Can, the Marshall County Tribune. Yeah. So, but what was your order? Like, would you start at the front? Like, I would and in then, that and one. Kind of work. Well, it? and when I was in high school, I would of course go to sports first because yes. I was going to see if my name was written anywhere. Yes. Uh, my brother also wrote for the paper, you, so you I enjoyed knew. that the one time that it was. Yeah. So my brother also wrote for the paper, <laughs> so I knew in fact my name would be oh nice. in there because. Obviously, he was biased, and he was unapologetically good. biased. Very good. Uh, so I would go there first. Uh, but but when I got out of high school, yeah, I would just start at the beginning okay. and go to the end. Get I to the obituaries, always, you know. I was always, um, well, you know, actually, I feel like I need to retract my previous comments. I just thought, so So in the, in the News Sentinel, okay, like the Knoxville News Sentinel, mm -hmm. the last time I, or, or yeah. the USA Today or sure. something of that sort, 
I mean, a, a kind of a, a larger paper, if we could even call the New Sentinel a larger paper. Yeah. But, you know, like I would, uh, I would traditionally start with sports. I might go entertainment if yep. they had it that day, you know. I always actually really did enjoy looking through the classifieds. I don't really know why. Just because. Yeah, yeah and I would definitely, I don't know if I would start with the, with, you know, with the headlines, like main front page. Yeah. But I would I would get there quick enough. The thing that is always, and the reason I feel like I need to retract from my comments, is I do still touch the Farragut Press. Oh, the Farragut Press is yep. released. Uh, some of our listeners probably received the Farragut Press. It's still released <clears> weekly, <throat> and uh, I don't I I don't read it often. Yeah. Okay, but sometimes if I'm just like feeling like bold enough, like emotionally yep. like confident enough, like m- emotionally secure enough, yeah, I will pick up and there's a letters to the editor. Mm, yeah, section. those are always good. And it's just basically everyone's complaints about somebody who's speeding in their neighborhood. Yep. Some new development that's going in. Something that the big church in town is doing wrong. I mean, something like that. And that just feels like a paper version of Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I do like the local uh, spin. You know, when I was when I was out of college, I was working at the legislature in Nashville. There was a startup paper in my hometown. I don't even remember the name of it. Washington Post. No, it oh, was, no, no, I don't remember no. the, the name of it. But anyway, they asked me to write a weekly column. Oh. <clears throat> and so I wrote a weekly conservative column. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> and and then there was an, another an attorney in town who was uh, that leaned, maybe not leaned left, was very, very left. Yep. And so I would write and then she would write. So she would Sometimes we would respond to each other. Other times she would just write a left, uh, kind of a liberal perspective, and I would write a conservative perspective. And I went back, and, and I don't, I mean, that paper didn't last uh, for a number of reasons, but. Um, I can, I yeah, can tell right. you one. <laughs> right. Uh, that, you know, yeah, I mean, that's there, true. There, no, we don't have to get in name and name. Yeah, but, you but know. that's true. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember writing that thinking, uh, and I've gone back and look at, looked at some of those. Uh, and, and even in. I mean, like 2005, 2006, the arguments haven't changed. No. I mean, no. that's what, that's, it's really unfortunate. The, uh, the intensity in which you argue maybe has changed and the accessibility in terms of social media has changed. But the arguments, I mean, I'll go back and read and it's about, uh, 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 the the climate change. It's about uh, it's about Hillary Clinton. Should she run or why yeah. should she not run? I mean, even back in the early two thousands, it's you know uh, why you should love your country. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, all the low hanging fruit, you know. And so, but the arguments really haven't changed that much. Yeah, I watched a. Uh, it's been a year since Rush Limbaugh passed away. Did you know that? That's crazy. It's crazy that it's that it's been that long. Uh, but I watched a video of him being interviewed, I believe by Tom Brokaw, from the early 90s. Okay. And and they just had interviewed or like did a, a sit down with Al Gore, like the 90s version Al Gore, where he was talking about climate change. Right. And and Limbaugh is is very in a suit and tie, not as bombastic, not as aggressive, but he's saying everything that, that he said the whole time, you know, uh, about climate and all this stuff. And I just thought, wow, that 
again, the, the subject matter hasn't changed, but the way in which we argue yeah, the it tone, the has changed greatly. Yeah. Because Limbaugh was not uh, yelling, and he was just making his case and stating a point, and Al Gore was doing the same thing, and I thought, wow, what is was it is it social media and the internet age like shaking all of that to the place of where where it's even hard to have that dialogue well, it feels, now it feels to me because now everyone has a voice that in order for your voice to be heard it almost has to be the loudest or the most outlandish mm-hmm. or the most extreme or the most intense you know it it has to be something that separates where in that case with those guys I mean, listen, only so many people had a platform like Rush Limbaugh and only so many people had a platform like Al Gore, you know? I mean, now anybody, (laughs) like you and me, (laughs) you know, I mean, anybody can can get behind a microphone, anybody can jump behind the screen of their camera, you know, and record something, post something. I mean, anybody can tweet out their opinions. And so what's going to separate... You know, kind of the, the, the you know, the, what's going to pull certain voices away from others, it's just that intensity. Yeah, one thing that I've seen that, that kind of bothers me is there's now a a genre of, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, of like Christian critique. Oh, and yeah. so they're, they're Christians, but they're, they spend all of their time and effort writing pieces that attack Christians in the church and they're not doing this right or they're they're nationalists and they don't really understand the gospel or this or that. And then you have pastors that are that are on the ground pastoring, you know, weekly, daily, right. who ha, who feel like they need to respond because they're saying, look, I I'm uh I'm serving these people and the people that you're explaining in your piece aren't the people that I see day in and right. day out that are dealing with loss of job and loss of family and oh, yeah. and struggles. And and it's this weird place where, but it's be, on Twitter especially, I, I've seen like, now we have factions. It's not as if it's Southern Baptists against Presbyterians. It's factions even, even deeper, than that. deeper than that. Far of, deeper than that. And, it, and it's, it's, I want to talk about that when we come back because it, it's, it's a trend that, that I have some concern with. Even David Brooks wrote a piece in the New York Times where he's like talking with different people within the evangelical community about saving evangelicalism. I'm going, hold on, I, y'all are pointing fingers at a, at a group of people that I'm not sure is representative of, of all that you're talking about. Let's talk about that when we come back. So as we finished the last segment, we were talking about... Uh, Newspapers and uh, because we're hip and young, yeah, uh, you know. It, but but I was I brought up a, a point that that's kind of been on my mind and, and bothering me as of late is there's now a a genre where we we have Christians that are uh, uh, that are theologians or that are professional in terms of journalists or, or, or attorneys or whatever. And they're spending a lot of time kind of attacking the church or saying the church needs saving, e- the, the evangelicalism needs saving. And they're painting with a very broad brush. So what they'll say is, you know, the bulk of Christians claim to be Republican or the bulk of Christians say that they did vote for Trump the second time around. And so they're, 
because of that, that must mean you are X, Y, and Z. And they paint with this broad brush instead of just saying, hey, for since the beginning, since we were been able to vote, yeah, the, the church has probably voted a certain way. That doesn't say everything you want it to say about them. Or they're not as hateful as you may make them seem. And so they take or some of that. Or that someone that they may or may have, may or may not have voted with is someone that they completely agree with on every issue. Sure. Or that they embrace or support in every issue. Well, that'd be yeah. like, you know, that'd be like me spending every single Tuesday on my Hope Show going after Christians that claim to be Democrats and pro-choice and, and just spending all the time hammering that. Well, that's not, that doesn't represent a large swath of people. Right. But, but I could easily slant it and make it look like it represents a large swath of people. Uh, and I, and I feel like we, we're in a time where people are seeking, um, anger sales. Yeah, and so, and so, well, if I can get people riled up, then they'll read my, they'll read my piece. If I can really make this headline, get people riled up, then that's even better. And, and then we're, we're at this place of, uh, it, it just concerns me. Even the Daily Wire the other day, Daily Wire is a conservative, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro founded it and, but they're, they're really doing some good journalism, but, but they have a person now focused solely on kind of the Christian side of things. And so she is writing a lot of times in response to certain folks. And then now they're responding and they're arguing on Twitter back and forth and they're spending hours back and forth on this and days back and forth on this. And I'm going, what which are is, which is wild. I'm sorry to interrupt, but which is wild because here's the craziest thing, kind of even to the degree that you talk about. And, and so you were in Cornersville basically when you were writing this article right back in the day. Like yep. how many times did you actually <laughs> sit down and like have coffee with that person that was writing the other side of the never, never, literally have never. I, I know her, yeah. and if I saw her, we would say hello. Yeah, I've never had a long conversation right. with and her. So which is crazy. That's the whole point. Yep. Like legitimately, that person is spending their career mm-hmm. writing for the Daily Wire, arguing with someone that likely they have never ever met. You know, and yeah. you're like, and they know over, them, their Twitter persona, so yeah. they know them from that. That's what they basically. Yeah, and know. and so again, it goes to the point of like, I'm trying to convince you, you're trying to convince me. Neither one of them are going to change in, in terms of via this platform, right? And and so for me, there's that piece of when people want to argue and kind of pick on the church. Listen, the church is not perfect. That's the beauty of God's grace. It never has been. It's the beauty yeah. of God's grace is that He came. Not for the righteous. He came for the unrighteous. He came for those of us that are wicked and messed up and screwed up and in this fallen world. And so as a result, we are being sanctified, we're being redeemed, restored, but we still have a whole bunch of dysfunction. And so the church is not to cover up the dysfunction of the church, but it is to elevate the goodness of God, the grace of God. And so it's just this idea that like we're constantly... It's almost as if you would spend your entire life writing articles about how Apple isn't putting out the most, the best product. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, yeah, because you know, next year the product's going to get better. <laughs> right. And the product's going to get better and the product's going to get better and the product is constantly changing. But it's still a really valuable product. Now, we don't have a product, we have a savior. And so the idea that 
Christians are being renewed and redeemed on a daily basis and restored, there's got to be some grace in there. Now, again, there's this idea of if the church corporately has covered up things, if the church, you know, commercially has become something that it was never intended to be. I mean, that's one thing to point this out. But just this idea that all I'm going to do is constantly point out fallenness in the church seems to be one, like really low hanging fruit. Yeah. But but then two, like where is in the thing that I see so often in these articles, where where is there anything that is actually helped in moving the church in a better direction. Yeah. And and what evidence are we seeing in so many of those people's lives that they're doing anything? I, I think one of my biggest frustrations over the years is how many people I've seen that have become experts on the church that don't have any connection to the church. Like, like just don't. Like, yeah, you had a history with the church. You, you don't have a connection to the church. And you had a connection to one church, one particular local yeah. congregation, or two particular local congregations. Like, don't speak or paint for this huge broad brush for every church across the evangelical, you know, across the evangelical life. It, it, you just can't do it. Well, and, and two, the the reality is for some of these folks, if they would just turn Twitter off, a lot of that would just go away. Absolutely. And and instead, they they have in their career, their living is wrapped up in that. So they can't turn it off. They don't feel like they can turn it off because then what? Then I lose my audience. Then right. I lose readers. Then I lose this. Then I lose that. And what and, happens when you want? What happens when you want to kick it up a little bit? You know, like what happens? Like truly, I mean, in, in a lot of people's careers, there is hey, like if I really want, if we're trying to save up for that big family vacation, mm-hmm. and you're in sales, you know what you're going to do? You're going to bust your yep. butt, and you are going to work extra hours. You're going to make extra calls, and you're going to get extra contacts. You're going to do all that other stuff. Well, let's say your your salary is at X, you know, yep. and you're like, I, I'm living off of my listenership or my viewership, and I need to increase my platform for whatever reason. Well, the way you're going to do it is by turning up the intensity. Mm-hmm. Often it is not, I'm just going to keep on doing really yep. great work and hoping, and hoping the word gets out. No, I'm going to turn up the intensity. Yeah, that, and, and two, you know, it's the... Where we are currently as a society, my fear, especially in kind of this genre of Christian critique, is even with Christianity Today came out with a a podcast about Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll and and kind of the fall of of Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill. And I listened to all of it. It was very entertaining, which concerns me, uh, because now we've become this kind of, it's voyeurism. It, It is, I want to... Was I listening to that, and, and did they produce that as a to make the church better, to to lift people up, or did they produce that? And was I listening to that because I'm nosy and I want to know the behind the scenes of what happened and what was said? And uh, and I, if I'm honest, it was mainly because I'm nosy and I was just curious about how some things went down. But the whole time I was listening to it, I'm thinking if I'm a non-Christian. And I found my way to this podcast. All this is doing is pointing me away from church. Exactly. And pointing me away from the, the Jesus that they claim That's to exactly celebrate. Right. And yeah. that concerns me greatly because then you, you got to know there's going to be some non-believers listening to that. Or some people that are quote-unquote deconstructing their faith. Right. And if they're already on that path, 
that could give them an out. See, this is why I don't go to church. This is why I don't go to the the model that that's so normal to everybody because of this. Because that represents it, and it does it just does it. You know, you mentioned a word right there that I I actually have used for the last two or three years. That now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't want to use that. Right. Like so, I've talked openly about like Shoreline. We we we've been in kind of seasons of deconstruction and reconstruction. Yeah. And, and we talk about this more notably for like what things we, we, we talked about in the first several years. We did a lot of deconstruction of our understanding of the gospel, sure. kind of reconstructing it to what the Bible actually says, as opposed to this thing that sometimes our culture has created, things that we've created, whether it's legalism, whether it is moralism, behaviorism, any of the isms, right. you know, I mean, this prosperity gospel. I mean, anything that we've kind of created it to be that it's not. And we've now taken the same approach to the church. But I will tell you, like, for us, it's not to tear the church right. down. It's actually to make the church to be closer to what Jesus intended it to be. But yet, man, that word is being thrown around really flippantly. Well, the, the scary part is some people throw it around as a, I was a Christian, now I'm not. Right. And and that concern, well, well what does that mean? Correct. And and so they, they didn't just deconstruct. They threw everything out and said everything that I knew is is wrong and now I'm going a different direction away from the church and away from the gospel and away from God and 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 that's that's not a positive that shouldn't be celebrated right uh, from a Christian standpoint um we'll talk more about that when we come back that's uh that's Uber's new song they're going to give a free ride with uh with each ride, or I love something. it. That uh, would be great if Uber would use that. I was I was with a buddy um, just uh, this past weekend. Uh, we went out to dinner with he and his wife, and he was talking about how um, he, he travels quite a bit for a living. And so he was talking about how his wife and daughter were going on one of his upcoming trips. He was going to be in Orlando, and. Um, and they were kind of making it a, a little bit of a kind of a girl's trip, yeah. you know, and uh, and he was just kind of doing his job. And uh, and his daughter, who I think is maybe she'll be going into kindergarten, okay. I guess, reference to my buddy for the next week as he, her Uber. Her Uber, yeah. Yeah, like you'll be our Uber. Mm, uh, good. And I was like, that's impressive. From that the kindergartner who not only knows what Uber is, <laughs> right. but also has already decided that dad is, is the going chauffeur. to be the yeah. Uber, the chauffeur. And I resonate with that because I feel often that oh, I yeah. am a full time Uber driver oh, for, for my sure. kids. Yeah, it's it's a you know, it's something that we do as, as parents. Yeah. Uh mean I took I took the three girls to a Daddy daughter dance, and when we got in the the van, um, Summer looked at me and went, "Hey, you're our chauffeur for the night." I was like, "Yeah, thank truly. you. I'm not thank your you. date. Apparently, I'm your I'm your driver. So I'm uh, your driver. I appreciate that. Um, date versus driver. It feels like a good reality. I will show. say, that, bringing up that that I, is that would be a great reality show. It would all be. these stupid things. Now I will say, and this is, can I just go on a quick rant? Yeah, let's do it. Quick rant. So my kids really enjoy cooking shows. Yeah, look, I we enjoy do too. cooking yep. shows. Yep. Okay, we love everything with Guy Fieri. Yeah, he's we great. we love all of the guys' grocery games. We love dive, diners, drives, drive-ins and dives, yep. all that other stuff. The challenge is, 
I just want to be able to watch those shows without the commercials. Yeah. The commercials between are always so shady. Yep. I don't understand. How come my kids cannot just watch a cooking show no, you can't. You without can't having to see a dating reality show commercial? Yep. Or anything. Or sort of, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, my word, can we stop? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's so, like... Diner, that Triple D, as they call yeah. it, it seems so pure. Yeah, it's a like, great it's show. so fun. It's yep. good. You know, guys' grocery games. It's great. Like, please, why do we have to ruin it with the commercials? Yeah, I agree. There you go. But if we're going to have reality shows, driver versus date. Is, that would is be a, a good, good one. one. And, yeah. and I would I would say that, uh, that that reminded me, my old baseball coach had a birthday last week in Cornersville. And so they apparently went out, a bunch of family and friends. Well, his, uh, I'm pretty sure it's his nephew, well, his, his niece's husband. So I don't, does that make him his nephew? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know. I have so, no uh, he has a farm and, and, you know, just a good old boy. They had a limo. They took a limo, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And it was like an older limo. It wasn't a newer <laughs> limo. It wasn't like the stretch Hummer limo. Okay, it was yeah. like, an old school white limo. Interesting. And on the front of it, the license plate, all it said was got hay. So I'm pretty sure the farmer owns the limo. Yes. And so he just probably drove them. I love it. And I this. thought, now that I can get behind. I yes. really like that a lot. He's probably making a little extra money on the side for prom and stuff. For, for So solid. And just bought him a limo and like, yeah, I'll drive you around. Sure. Why not? And I'll put my own license plate on the front because I sell hay. Now listen. Your personal life is your personal life. Yeah. And we don't need to bring all of that onto the show. But I would like to ask you the possibility of you getting a Wood family limousine. Not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> I mean, now that I now that I think about it, it would be a great side I gig. mean, it, it's, it can travel the kids when needed. Yep. It's un- the challenge is... You know, the the kids get in for prom, and there's also, like, goldfish that have been crumbled into the seat. That's true. You know, there's like but a... But that could be the experience. Oh, Look, I, like I don't that. clean it. I like that. I don't clean it. This is literally our everyday driver, but periodically I take other people out. Not yeah. a bad option. Not a bad option. And I could <laughs> row... Uh, and the window that separates the front and the back is actually you roll it up and down. You, it's not electric. No, heaven's sake, no. So when they knock on it, I have to, like, crank it down and answer their you question and then crank it up. You guys you yeah. say something back there? Were y'all talking to me? And also I would have technology in it where their phones would not work. Oh, Wouldn't that be amazing? And what? they would be locked in. <laughs> until I... <laughs> Wait a minute. Things just got... Yeah, okay, weird. maybe not. Yeah, or you could buy a Hearst. Ooh, and you could do triple purpose. Idea. Like you could that's that's a pretty good idea. You could go family. I have my family. Own, I have some family that own a funeral home. I bet I could get a good deal on one. Yeah, that's that's. I, yeah, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I think the kids would enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe. Do they have seats in the back of those? I have. A, I have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I truly don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Or an ambulance. An old ambulance. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That would be fun. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they sell old ambulances. I think they do. Oh, they I do. I think you can get at a government auction you where think? they're getting. Oh yeah, I think you can get. I mean, all that you certainly stuff. see like used like police cars. So here's the thing. I, I'm. What does one do I with know, a used ambulance? I have a lot of random information. Okay. So the the dude that in Marvel, um, 
What's the guy that shoots the bows, the bone air? What's uh, his name? Uh, yes. Um, yep. Yep. Ar- I know. Ar- whatever his yes. name is. It's not Archer. I know it's <laughs> not Archer. <laughs> whatever his name is. So the guy that plays him in the Marvel movies. Okay. okay? Yes. He, because he's super wealthy and he's been in all these movies, he actually buys old fire trucks and ambulances. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yes. So whatever his, that, the guy that plays Hawkeye. He, at government auctions, buys all these fire trucks and ambulances, and he refurbishes them. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner buys all of these, refurbishes them, and he actually lives out west where there's a lot of forest fires. So part of his is selfish. He has them all prepared. If, if things go south, he can keep his, his place safe. Yep. He's also a fireman. He's been trained. Well, he, he, he buys all these all the time and refurbishes them. And then he'll like give them to small communities that can't afford really nice really? ones. So I, I say all that to say that, yes, you can actually buy these things. And he's like, you can get them for practically nothing. I'm sure. And they there, have can't very, be, there can't be too huge of a no, need. And they have very little uh, miles on them. Correct. And he's like, he's like, some of them I turn into like, uh, it's a... Party wagon? Yeah, party wagon or like ice cream or, you know. Oh. Uh, and he says, so I'm, I'm, I send them out to, to birthday parties and kids can uh, turn the sirens on and then get ice cream and all this stuff. He's like, then others I like refurbish for safety. Like we if, can use. If, if you, if you are going to buy an ambulance. Mm. Okay. Okay. And you are going to repurpose it for yep. some reason. Yep. What would it be? I would probably, uh, yeah, we would we would use it for food, okay. as like a food truck. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, and and then do uh, because it's an ambulance. We would now this goes against everything that I've I've been making a change in my life and health and all that. Yeah. But in order to make money, we would re, because it's an ambulance. We would refer and it would have the greasiest. Yes, unhealthiest food. Like, like, like you, if you give it some name, like, it, it, yeah. Or if you could get like one that, you know, it would be like the equivalent of of owning a fire truck. Yeah. Which I, again, I don't know about well, that. That you know, sounds but, awesome. But if you had a fire truck and somehow you converted it into a food truck and you like served like super spicy hot like wings. hot chicken yeah. or yeah, hot yeah. wings or something Makes like that, it kind of be like yeah, it's like the theming. Yeah. So 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 the food truck. For the ambulance would just have to be something that's like a yeah. heart attack waiting to happen. Exactly, and not a terrible idea. Yeah, and we can even take you to the hospital. <laughs> with You'll science. need to sit in the front. Yeah, because, because we're, we're currently <laughs> we're currently working yeah. burgers. Hey, I will say I went. I had uh, some uh, a tire leaking the other day, and I took it to the tire shop there in Corns to get fixed. And parked in the back was a food truck that clearly had caught on fire. Oh, and I thought. I mean, I guess that would be, you know, possibility. It was like a yeah. wings or grease. And I thought, yeah, I mean, the grease could easily catch on fire. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I don't... Which is a little terrifying when you also think about the fact that you have gasoline in sure, your vehicle. it could explode, Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't go that direction. I, uh, if, if I didn't go that direction, I think I'd probably do some iteration of an ice cream truck. Yeah, but not sure. like the super shady van that yeah, drives down yeah, yeah. that creates the super... Hold on. Let's be careful with super shady vans, okay? Before well, I get... mean, more like the the one yeah, that has the big the... loud music yeah, yeah. that kind of is like drawing the kids to the road. I think I would the show windows up with like special out. events. Yeah. You know, when I was invited, kind of like soft serve or something like that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, or like a bake 
food truck, yeah, like where you bake option. goods. The, the, my kids would love that. They they love to to attempt to bake and cook, and I think they would enjoy that. I love that. Yeah, Man. we could even, uh, and, and because we have chickens, we could supply the eggs. Uh, we would even bring the chickens with us. Hey, so I, I know that we want to at least get back to our original discussion for a half a second, but yeah. I do want you to know that um, I made a, I've made a, some pretty big moves over the last like week or so. Okay? okay, so I bought two dozen eggs. Come on, a thing of bacon. Come on, and spicy sausage wow. from a local farm. Oh, in addition. A buddy of mine purchased a half a cow. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And I now have uh, six pound and a half bags of ground beef. Come on. All from local farmers. Well, next time you need eggs, talk to me, Jason. Well, this is this is one of our great folks in the church, and you're not one of those. Yeah, people. well. And I'm, I, joking. I'm joking. When I was going to say I won't even charge you, but now, <laughs> now I will. Yeah. But the uh, I'm telling you, man, the it's gotten warmer over the last little bit, and our hens are loving the warm weather. We have we have ten hens, and they're now giving us about eight eggs a day, which is impressive. And it's so nice to walk out there, get the egg, and know that the eggs you're eating literally came from the backyard. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it's the way it should be. Yeah, everybody should have chickens. What about around the everybody. swimming pool? We're gonna get fish in there. This year, <laughs> bass and catfish, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Our new swimming pool is salt water, so I got to find seafood. You could, yeah, you could put jellyfish in there. Apparently, we'll yeah. be back. <laughs> because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. There's just something about that one, you know, Megan Trainer. Yeah, that song is one of the catchiest songs. It's pretty great out there. So my oldest son. I may I don't I doubt there's too many listeners that are you know going to connect the dots here but my my oldest son um just uh had to select his high school walkout music oh, for baseball. baseball yep and uh decided to do um your mean one Mr. Grinch oh, uh wow. from the new like the new yeah. movie and it's kind of got yep. this like kind of hip hop deal uh, it's pretty spectacular, and I just kind of tipped my hat to him. That's like a good I don't, one. I told him I was like, I don't know if you're indicating that the pitcher is the Grinch or that you're the Grinch. Yeah. But either one, I kind of like. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I watched the uh, the Vols baseball started off yeah. the weekend strong. Yeah, absolutely. three and zero against Georgia pretty Southern. Solid. I was looking there's three three, and then I looked down and it was ten to three. Oh my gosh, the Grand Slam! I mean, they they are their bats are still alive from last year. So um, uh, <clears throat> I need you to look at your phone. Okay, okay. I, I just sent you a video of something that happened uh, this past weekend at the Hayes home. Um, crazy or fun? So they've already jumped in the pool. Oh, that is <laughs> that is crazy. Is yeah. Is. So uh, our boys uh, Looks because, great, because we have we finished our pool. You know, it's been a project that's been going for a yep. while, um, and are so tickled with it. <clears throat> but our boys, we had a, a, a nice sunny day on Sunday, uh, and it got maybe fifty five, maybe. maybe, and the water temperature was forty nine degrees. Oh my gosh! And our boys decided to put their feet in. And then they're like, uh, we'll see. And so they went straight polar plunge. Now, they did not stay in long. Yeah. I mean, truly, like, jump so. in and got mm-hmm. out and dried off. 
But I tip my hat to their bravery. Why didn't you join them? I, someone has to record it, man. That's true. I mean, That's I would true. have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, we have a cover. I call it a tarp. It's not a tarp, but yeah, we have a cover. A we have a cover of ours. So uh, we'll we'll pull that cover off probably late May. Yeah. And summer's birthday is May 29th, so we usually have it open by then. Does that? Um, I know it keep. It keeps it clean. Does well, it actually keep it any warmer? No, it does not. No, That's what I thought. No. It, yeah. And I don't, it, it keeps it clean for the most part. Um, but it's always interesting when we fill it back up and, and the process of, you know, getting the right chemicals in yeah. there to get it the right color. And, and there's always some leaves that, that make their way underneath sure. the, the cover. The, the, the folks that, that kind of handle all that, uh, you know, with winterizing it and stuff, the quality pulls over in Powell. Uh, they told Aaron, they were like, are y'all tree huggers or something? Uh, because, you know, you could get rid of some of those trees and you wouldn't have to worry about the leaves. And I was like, well, I mean, first wow. off, I've been called a lot of things. But not that. I can assure you never been called that. Uh, and we like the trees. Like, yeah. we like the shade. Yeah. So we just deal with it. But they're like, cut them all down. I'm like, no, yeah, we're not, not cutting that. all the, first well, off, it's going to We, cost we a cut lot. down trees over the years. Sure. But now the great irony is, in fact, literally while we were recording the show today, I've been texted by a buddy who said, tell me about your tree guy again, because I know you all have cut down a small forest. Yeah. What we've done is we cut down some of the more leafy trees. Sure. Now, we've on certain parts of the yard, we kept them, okay? Yep, yep. But especially back around the pool. But then we've just planted new ones, like evergreen trees yeah. that aren't going to create sure. leaves. It's just going to give us a lot of privacy, you yeah. know? So who knows? All right, so today... Uh, before we wrap up, I do want you to give us just a word of encouragement to those that are either subjecting themselves to kind of all of that banter within yeah. the church and kind of all the banter when it comes to this, even as you kind of called it, almost like a, a genre, if you will, uh, of of journalism and of communication and social media. I mean, just this constant voice that seems to be looking to find things to pick on the church about uh, or or to paint the church in in a way that as a whole it is failing you know and and yet you and I both know there's all kinds of wonderful yeah. churches around the country and around the world where God's doing incredible stuff so what would be your counsel yeah anything anytime these things come up I, I'm always reminded of the especially in the Southern Baptist the the disaster relief that when these when when bad things happen around the country there are men and women in small communities everywhere that pack stuff up take their chainsaws take food take water to people that that may disagree with them that think differently than them that look differently than them and they do that without hesitation without fuss and and so anytime i read an article where people are attacking the church yeah, does that mean that one person on that disaster relief team might have voted a certain way or, or might believe something politically? Sure. But what it means is their higher calling is to love their neighbor right. and the gospel. And so we can get caught up in the in the back and forth and the uh, the genre of, of anger, or we can say, look, we got we got more important things to do. We're gonna we're gonna serve our community, we're gonna love our church, we're gonna love our neighbor. And that's what I'm going to put my energy and focus into versus being riled up and angry all the time. Look, there's enough anger to go around. Let's not let's not add fuel to that fire. Exactly. Let's let's love well and serve well and understand that we got a greater calling. 
And that isn't to just be an angry people all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, the Bible tells us they'll know us by our love. Not by how well we can argue with one another, Mm -hmm. but how we love. Let's do that well today. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week.